stats are for losers. Welcome everybody to Statistically Speaking. I'm Kyle. With me always is Blinken, and we have a special, special Red River rivalry or shootout or showdown or whatever you want to call it. We have a special guest uh, with us today. He is known as Fifth Down College Football on Twitter. He is actually in the middle of a nationwide tour of sorts of hitting up all the best college football venues. He is known as a rivalry expert. Um, so I thought it'd be great to bring him on for this week's episode since the big game is on Saturday. I'm great. How are you guys? I'm a shootout guy, by the way. Shootout for a Red River shootout. So that's cool with me. Yes. Shootout is what everyone everyone likes. I, I don't know. I really don't know why they change it. I guess politically incorrect to suggest shooting of any kind, even though all Big 12 games are known as like shootouts anyways. I, I just don't, I don't get it, but whatever. Nobody gets it. Um, nope. Who knows? I'm a shootout <laughs> guy too. So, <laughs> uh, I do like the alliteration though. So I, I will be do- using rivalry and all the hashtags on Twitter. Um, yeah. That doesn't have a ring to it. That triple R. <laughs> yeah. So kind of explain exactly what is this like tour I've been seeing all over, all over Twitter. I see you at all these great spots. You, you're on like the, you're on the field with, with uh for big matchups like how are you doing this and why are you doing this explain what, what what's going on yeah this is a big national book tour is what it is i'm actually i'm writing a book on college football uh my contention is that college football is inseparable from american history and culture you can't tell the story of the united states after the civil war without talking about college football it's far more than just a game it's a folk game it's a people's game it's about region uh family history, uh, athletic history. And then it also plays into our, our national history from our, from our world wars to our integration of our universities to everything else. So this book is kind of about everything. And what I'm doing is I'm going to all the best games around the country, the best rivalries, most historic teams, stadiums. And I'm using all that is uh, jumping off points for the bigger story about the United States. So I love college football. I always have. And it just came time to write a book. And I'm kind of doing it now because the games were kind of on the a revolutionary moment. And I think the game over the next 10 years is going to look a lot different than it has over the first 150. So 2021 just became a great year to do it. Awesome. So it's okay. So, so the book's made, like, where can people find this book? Yeah, when it's done, I, I'm still working out. I'm, I may self-publish because self-publishing has become such a viable route to get your book directly to your audience and have a lot more control over it. Exactly. So I may, yeah, you you know, I mean, I yep. have, I, I have a treasured copy of your uh, famous volume <laughs> on my bookshelf. Yep. So nice. Um, you know how that is. So I may sell it to an agent if that's what works best for me. If not, I'll write it and uh, follow me on social media at fifth down or at my website, drop your email and I'll be letting everybody know where they can get that book when it, when it comes time to buy it. But for now, we're just having fun this fall all over the country. Dude, Mark, it's, it sounds amazing. Um, so where exactly are the best games this year? In your opinion, like where are the, the top like three you're trying to hit up or that you've already hit up? Yeah, I've already had some some really good ones. The first two weeks, I mean, we started out hot. Week two is going to hurt a little bit, Kyle, so sorry about that. Week one was LSU-UCLA, and that was a big upset. Oh, that was a great game. 
It was a great game. Yeah. It was a ton of fun at the Rose Bowl. And then the next week I was in Fayetteville when the Hogs knocked off the horns. I missed that one. I was out of town. I didn't have a team. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's all right. <laughs> Don't go back and watch it. You won't like what you see. Uh, but that but was, that was their podcast. I picked that game right. I, I don't remember who it was, but someone uh, did, huh? Yeah, someone did. <laughs> so this this week is actually one of my one of my big ones. I haven't been to a, a Triple R Red River Shootout, so really looking forward to this Army Navy later in the year. Ohio State, Michigan, uh, Washington, Oregon was one I was really looking forward to, but unfortunately, the Pac-12 is. Um, they're doing what they always do to themselves, which is playing themselves right out of the national conversation. So that one's not looking as, as good as it had looked. But um, Florida, Georgia is another one I'm looking forward to. So we got a bunch of great games great games coming up. Ole Miss, Alabama last Saturday, which was uh, – I, I thought it was going to be a little bit better game. But anytime you're in Tuscaloosa for college football, it's it's a lot of yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, so, so this is your first uh, Red River game, right? Yeah. That, okay. Yeah. So Blinken. What does he need to know when walking into the state fair? Like, what can what does he need to have in his mindset to have a great time there? What should he okay. do? Okay, so so first off, they don't take actual money. They you have to like trade money for like fair ticket money, sure and, bucks. and then you have to buy. And I'm pretty sure they like uh, price everything in like in like prime numbers, so right. nothing. <laughs> yeah. Up. To an actual like, <laughs> full book of tickets, and so right. you always have some left over. Anyway, uh, <laughs> first thing you do is you go in, you get you, you get you some tickets, you know, some some state fair currency, uh, <laughs> um, and you get a wax cup of beer for okay. one. Yeah, and then you and then you find the Fletcher's corny dog stand. I've heard this. Um, that is that is step one and two in my okay. book. What yeah, about okay. you, Kyle? Well, there's always random uh, places, random companies promoting something, promoting the game, promoting the company with some swag. Uh, a couple of years, I got some some badass bead necklaces with like a big like uh, logo of the game uh, that year's game on it. So those are always fun. Uh, you can just find like towels, flat, whatever. There, yeah. There's someone giving out something. You just got to go find it if you want it. Can uh, you so, trade those souvenir? Can you trade those uh, beads for a wax cup of beer? Or are those not currency? Is that fungible? Uh, if you're a, a little point. better, if you're a little better looking, I would say it's possible. But <laughs> I'm not sure. I've never been able to successfully do it. So, all right, all right. Uh, do you know where your seats are? Are you on the orange half of the stadium or the red half of the stadium? I'm very near the middle in the lower oh. bowl. I tried to get towards the middle. I knew you would try to find the middle. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Yep. Yeah, it's it's a it's a fun spot to be in. I've sat near the 50 a, f- a few times and uh depending on uh who you're rooting for it can either be uh it's, yeah it's gonna be the best or uh <laughs> <laughs> it can get real stressful yeah i mean I, yeah I, know. I i think in i don't know if it was 2008 or 7 or somewhere around there i was at a game and whatever year it was texas was winning so oklahoma guys started like filing out because it if, if you're getting blown up, everyone just files out and half the stadium is full, half of it's empty. It's amazing. It's fun. Everyone's like taking pictures. It's, it's, it's a, it's a laugh riot. But as people were filing out, there were like people like pouring shit all over them and throwing stuff. It was, it was great. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you, you have to be there. 
So you know what it's like, like Kyle said, uh, you know, a lot of times if it's, especially if it's, you know, one team is, is just definitely going to win the game, right? right? The other half, the other half of the stadium just kind of pours out, but they pour out into the state fair, right? right. It's almost like, it's almost like, have you been to a wedding, right? And everybody leaves and goes outside and is ready to send off the bride and groom, right? And then right. they come out after. That's what, that's what it's like. The dejected losers are outside getting beer, and then out comes the winners, and they just pour out, and, and it's, the smack talk just absolutely yeah. fires up. It's you, great. You, you will see a fight. You will definitely see a fight. It's great. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of counting on that. The amazing thing to me is the game is almost anticlimax from what I can tell because you two fan bases go at it 364 days a year on social media. I mean, it never. I, I haven't noticed that. That's yeah, weird. well, you don't participate, but others <laughs> do. <laughs> that is true. There's never a day off when it comes to uh, uh, Red River Smack right. Talk. That's and, great. And. Uh, I love that uh, today I got to post Blinken's famous uh, meme that I made of him uh, with the it's almost like win-loss record in a sport that has dozens of players on each team. Impacting the results of the game is a dumbass way to measure individual performance. I I have used that 20,000 times on Twitter, and it's always the same thing. It's always a Sooner saying, yeah, well, Sam Ellinger's 1-4 against Oklahoma. Right. I I love – I love that I get to like use uh, a Sooner's logic and words against another Sooner. It's it's, it's the best thing ever. Um, yeah, it carries it carries a lot of weight when it comes from the hated rival, right? I mean, he's it's right. out of it's out of his uh, own own mouth. It's it's perfect. <laughs> and if you mention Sam Ellinger, you're gonna get 50 people that say that exact same thing. So I like to pick out which one I'm gonna put it on because they're gonna get blasted. <laughs> I never do the same person twice, so. If you got it once, you're not going to get it again, but it's a lot of fun. Hey, can I say one thing about you guys? Sure. You two, you two are a great example for our beleaguered nation. I mean, you talk about <laughs> two uh, hated enemies coming together and finding a way to form friendship. I, we should expand this. More people need to know that this kind of thing is possible. You can both hate each other and be friends. It's, <laughs> it, it can be done. Oh, hold up, hold up. I never said we were friends. <laughs> well, that's true. Just joking. We have a we have a uh, a common enemy in Texas A and M Aggies. Yes, that <laughs> helps. That that helps bring things together. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so just before we get into the games, before we get into the pickums and all that, um, what what are the your like top three, four rivalries in the country? Like, I don't care who they are, just like in your opinion, like you've studied them, you've you are picking out which games you're going to like, which, which like three or four are like the best. In your yeah. In- interesting question. It does fluctuate a little bit depending on errors. Like have you had you asked me that question in the 1990s at Florida state, Miami would have been right at the top. Now Florida state, Miami doesn't really matter. So that's kind of one that's right. fallen by the wayside. I think the classics always endure your uh, Alabama, Auburn, Michigan, Ohio state, Oklahoma, Texas, USC, Notre Dame, Nebraska, Oklahoma would have been on there back in the day as well. That one's that one's gone away. Florida, Georgia. So I think they're really kind of either blue blood or blue blood adjacent rivalries. And the ones that have lasted for the longest really work. But 
there's a bunch of regional rivalries that don't get as much credit as they deserve. Oregon, Washington, uh, Minnesota, Wisconsin is an interesting one. Iowa. That, that, that one, I love that one because over like a hundred plus years, it's pretty even. I love that. I think it's like plus one, maybe maybe, or plus two. Yeah, and it's the it's the longest played rivalry in the country, so that one's fairly incredible. Yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? There, there was some. Oh yeah, the the Texas or the the Oklahoma Nebraska rivalry. That's what I was talking about. Uh, That I agree. That is a great rivalry. I'm bummed they've gotten to play like once in the last whatever decade plus years um but it it just goes to show you though that you know nebraska is like not really anywhere near oklahoma's 2021 level but they came out it was a it was a classic battle it was great like rivalries do that and that's what that's why this red river game is always so much fun because even if like texas has just lost two in a row before they come into oklahoma i know it's going to be a decent matchup um you know like like last year like uh uh, Oklahoma started Big 12 play 0 and 2. Come in and you would never know <laughs> the way they yeah. played against uh, uh, Texas. So that, yeah. that's another thing I love about rivalries. Is it's you never know what's going to happen. They're always close, um, and it, it's just a lot of passion in it, and you can just tell with uh, the outcomes of the games. That's unless yeah. That's what calls weird years. That's what that's what college football is built on are these are these rivalries. I mean that's really what built the game. Another one I forgot to mention is the great Texas Texas A and M Thanksgiving weekend game. That's another yeah, one that's, that that, that coming back. It's coming back. That'll be good for the game. You know, realignment destroys a lot, but it's it's starting that one back up. So that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, um, now that you all have met Mark, now that you've learned about his expertise in uh, rivalries. Uh, let's get in, into some pick 'em. Uh, Blinken, you want to start us off with a couple games? Yeah, let's uh, let's go. Let's jump into Georgia Auburn. What do y'all think about this game? You know, um, regardless of Auburn's great uh, uh, win against LSU the other night, I just I don't think anyone. Maybe Bama is is at Georgia's level right now. They're just monsters on defense. They have a great offense. I, I, I really don't think this is going to be a close one. I think regardless of who they're playing, I think this is going to be a three, four score uh, win by Georgia. Um, they're just looking ridiculous uh, these days. Yeah. Yeah. You want me to go? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This this is an interesting game too. This is another one that I don't know if people know. They call this the Deep South's oldest rivalry. So there are a couple that are older, but Georgia Auburn is one of the oldest games in college football. So uh, Georgia has a, a slim lead, and the distance between Athens and Auburn is very similar to the distance between Auburn and Tuscaloosa. I think it's like a twenty mile difference. So for Auburn, these Georgia and Alabama are their two major rivals and well it was like a 40-year span where Alabama and Auburn didn't play uh Auburn and Georgia played every year so there this is a passionate game for the fan bases but I I agree with what you said about Georgia's dominance they look like they're pointed right at the SEC championship for uh him against Bama for and and maybe a playoff rematch depending on what happens 
So Auburn off that emotional high and Baton Rouge, great win. I think Georgia rolls in here. If I was betting this, I'd take Oga, Oga to uh, cover and uh, the under, which is at 46. So I think I think Georgia wins by more than 14 and a half, but I think it stays under the 46. Okay. So Georgia has allowed 23 points this season. 23 points. It is week six. And Georgia has allowed one offensive touchdown. Crazy. Is that wild? Uh, last weekend, our uh, a previous guest, Rob Barron, referred to Georgia as, quote, a death machine. Um, and <laughs> yeah. I, I believe him. I mean, they, they look – I mean, you, there is not a team that I trust could score on that defense. Um, what they about the Texas looked, Aggies? Oh my god! Jimbo they Fisher, score on, they, can, they, they can barely score on Colorado. They, they Jimbo Fisher fights. is the QB whisperer. You need to shut your mouth and show him some respect. That's ridiculous. <laughs> but no, Georgia, like the stats are just absolutely insane. Um, like I said, you, they've they've allowed two touchdowns all season, and one of them was a garbage time pick six uh, yeah. against U, UAB. And so, um, yeah. The, I think Georgia rolls on this one. I, yeah. I, if, if I had to t- take spread, I'd, I'd pick them to cover. I'd pick them to uh, – uh, the sure. 14 and a half is what I had too. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I, I'd, I'd take Georgia to cover that. Yeah, they're dominant. All right, next game. What about Penn State, Iowa? You know, that one is – I think that's going to be a great game to watch. Um, I think Penn State has this one in the bag, but – I think it's going to be a classic, you know, like Big Ten, fight it out in the rain, kind of like 10-3 at half kind of a game. It's going to be it's going to be epic, hopefully. I, I don't really think it's going to be a blowout or anything. Uh, I think it'll be close, maybe one score. Um, but, yeah, I, I have Penn State in this one. They're just they're, – they're rolling. Uh, Iowa didn't look that great two, two weeks ago. Penn State has continued to look great. Um, you know, that, that Auburn game with the whiteout, that was great. Um, so I know this is a way, so maybe that might play into it a little bit, but I think Penn state rules. Yeah, this is interesting. I found, uh, or actually I had this pointed out to me, really interesting historical stats. So this is the second ever big 10 top four game. That's not Ohio state, Michigan, Ohio state, Michigan have done it multiple times. Only the second time ever, uh, teams other than them. The last time it was Iowa number one versus number three, Minnesota, and Minnesota upset Iowa. That was 1960. So Iowa back in it again. Um, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but Penn State joined the Big Ten in 1993, and this series with Iowa has been very close. Uh, I I believe right now it's 11-10 in favor of Penn State. Two tough, hard-nosed programs. They play a lot of tight games that go right down to the end. There have been some great finishes. Mm -hmm. So – at one point, Iowa won five in a row. Then at one point, Penn State won six in a row. Iowa clobbered Penn State last year, 41-21. I actually like the Hawkeyes in this game at home. I think their defense is better than Penn State's offense, and I think Iowa's offense is steadily improving. So if the dynamic version of the Hawks' offense shows, I like Iowa to cover the two-and-a-half points and stay under the 41-and-a-half, but I like the Hawks at Kennick Stadium. Nice. So this is an interesting game because um... – some of the analytics models, like especially S, uh, SP Plus, um, 
actually is split is a uh, is, is disagreeing with Vegas on this one. Uh, um, I was a two point favorite, and um, SP Plus has Penn State as a four point favorite. So um, I think what it comes down to is the, like these are by far the best two defenses in the Big Ten. Uh, maybe you know two of the best defenses in college football. Um, I think what's going to be the kicker is Iowa so far right now in yards per play, they're 110th. So uh, I think what it's going to come down to is one team is going to be able to move the ball just a little bit better. Um, And so I'm going to take Penn State um, in this game. Okay, I like it. All right, next Michigan, Nebraska. Okay. Uh, don't get me wrong, Nebraska played Oklahoma really well, but um, I think this game uh, is not the same uh, passion. I, I don't think they'll be up for it like they were against Oklahoma. I think uh, Michigan's got this one. Yeah, yeah, that's it. it I, I didn't mention that earlier. The I was actually at the Nebraska-Oklahoma game as well and saw that one in person, and Nebraska impressed me. They played a, a quality game. They they really knew what they wanted to do, and they did it all game. If not for a couple of mistakes, uh, who knows what could have happened in that game. So they looked good. Um, this all of a sudden is a compelling game. Michigan has uh, got a little bit of their swagger back. I've been impressed by kind of a hard edge that they have. The best Michigan teams, when they're good, are bullies. They're, they're big, mean guys who want to hit you all over the field. And I've kind of seen that attitude in this team. So it's not 1997, Michigan-Nebraska. That would have been a great game. But it looks like two programs headed in a better direction. I do like Michigan on the road. Uh, I don't know if they're going to cover that three. It might be closer than that. And the I like the under 52. But I do think Michigan wins in Lincoln. So, um, yeah, I think Nebraska played – well, and I think they have a good defense. Uh, they, they play good on that side of the ball. They play well on that side of the ball. Um, but so I was going back through, um, and we mentioned Rob Bowen earlier. Um, his model just recently uh, moved over uh, from uh, into now all of his rankings and all of his model um, is just data from this season. So all of that prior uh data like recruiting last season performance that kind of stuff has faded out and now it's just this season and as of this that first ranking that came out michigan's offense is number two is the second best offense in college football yeah i I, you know we'll we'll see they're very good and they're very consistent um so i i i'm gonna say michigan wins this game but i think it's gonna be close um yeah, I'll take Michigan. Okay, Blinken's nope. trying to copy me on everything. I need him to start uh, picking something else. Oh, we're going to pick something different. <laughs> I, I guarantee you. <laughs> okay, what's next? Uh, next game. Um, Oklahoma versus Texas. Okay. No question, Texas has this one this year. I have been fooled many a time the last two or three years but different coach i think he will actually be prepared this time um yeah texas right we got we got the best running back in the country uh we've already seen 
what happens when a team comes prepared to stop that best running back in the country. So I believe Sark will have a backup plan, and you're going to see it on Saturday. Texas rolls in this one. Ooh, rolls. Wow. Yeah. Uh you know, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to this one. I, I saw a few college game day stats, which are interesting. Oklahoma has played 39 college game day games, which is an incredible number, and they're 25 and 13. So that's quality. Apparently, three and three, 500 versus Texas at the fairgrounds, and uh, Texas 17 college game day appearances, and they're 10 and seven. So both teams have played well when college game day's been there, and 500 against each other. Sooners nine and three in the last 12, which includes one big 12 championship. Um, Oklahoma was my number one team in my top 25 to start the year. I still think the Sooners are excellent, but I'm not sure they've figured it all out yet. I don't know if the timing on this game is great. I wouldn't touch this game with real money, but I do favor Texas on this line from a stone cold detached perspective. And the over. And I have the line at Sooners by three and over under 63 and a half. I don't know if that's still what it is. Um, but I want to make it clear here. Nothing would surprise me in this game. If Oklahoma wins 2019, I'd say perfect. That's exactly how it was, it was meant to go. So, Right. Yeah, it, 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 it's, it's going to be – I think it's going to be wild, fun. Uh, I, I think – I don't know if they'll get over 65 is what you said. I don't know if they'll get, they'll get that, but – 63 and a half. Yeah. 63 and a half. Yeah. That seems kind of high. I don't know this not, it's usually not that high scoring. So right uh, outside of like 2018. So, I mean, I, I hope it's 63 and a half to zero, uh, but we'll see. So I wouldn't touch this with real money either, but I might wager some of those state fair ticket things. <laughs> fair bucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the the analytic like SP Plus has this as a seven and a half point margin for Oklahoma, uh, which is twice the Vegas line, and I think that's I I, I don't buy it. Um, I think it's going to be closer. It, th- to be honest, this is one of those games where you can kind of throw out models and right and previous stats. stuff. You know, yeah, and um, coaching records and QB. Uh, how great a QB is? I mean, Case McCoy beat Oklahoma. All of it. All of it. I mean, it, it's you never know what's going to happen, right? Um, and but that's what makes this makes this this game awesome. Um, mm-hmm. I will say, I will leave the, this one stat I did come across. Um, when you look at the opposing team's success rate, so success rate on uh, passing plays, uh, Texas has is. The only teams that are worse than Texas against pass plays, as far as success rate goes, are UNLV, UL Monroe, and Kansas. <laughs> hey, Kansas is the um, is the DBU of the Midwest. So <laughs> now I'm I'm gonna say you know take all the stats with a grain of salt, but right. Oklahoma's passing the ball more than they have in you know four or five years this season. Texas can't stop it to save their life. Right. I think that might be an edge. Um, so I'm, I got to take Oklahoma. I got to say boomer sooner. You know, yeah. can I, add, can I add something here that I was looking at when I was looking at this game? Sure. Um, you know, when I look at Oklahoma's defense, it's a much improved unit. I'm not sure they're quite as good as we thought they were 
they're they're not dominant. So I was looking at like the K State game last week. Kansas State not generally an offensive dynamo. Uh, they were going six point two yards a play, twenty two first downs, four hundred twenty yards, three twenty through the air. And Texas's offense, uh, they go eight point nine yards per pass attempt. So they're pushing the ball down the field. So depending on how that goes, I do see that as a, as a critical element is what OU defense shows up here, particularly in the passing game. In that Arkansas-Texas game, when, when Texas afterwards decided to change quarterbacks, one thing I noticed about Texas is they were extremely complex uh, with, their, with their passing system, and it was Arkansas's defense did not give them time to execute it. Once they made the quarterback change, they appeared to have simplified it a little bit, and now they're able to push the ball downfield a little bit more. So Oklahoma's defense, I think, may be one of the absolute keys to this game. If they can get Texas's offense off the field, Texas will really start to sputter. But if they move it, uh, the Sooners are going to have to crank it up quickly. Yeah, 2019-2020, this is like the exact same scenario, exact, exact same setup. It's I, I felt like the offense was never on the field, and the defense was – they, they tried their best. They held them to some field goals in the red zone. But if you do that all game, they're going to start falling apart second half. So, yeah, I think you're right. Our offense needs to be able to push the ball on them. Um, I think you're going to see a lot of uh, – maybe hopefully a lot of uh, – a lot of play action deep bombs. Um, and I think they're going to bite on it a couple times because, you know, they're, they're, they're going to be focused on Bijan. We got – yeah. Excellent. Second, third string. I, I, I just see it. I just can see it. Um, you know, it, I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully um, we'll see some of that. Uh, I, I really like Sark's, um, like you said, complexity. Uh, it's a, a night and day difference from like Tom Herman, where you just know the first first play of the every like uh, quarter is going to be like a bubble screen to the right for like a gain of one or loss of four. No in between. <laughs> it's either one of those. And, I'm just glad we're not going to be seeing that kind of nonsense. So, and I just think better play calling with it when the time is right. No, uh, going on going forward on fourth and um, when like a punt would be better. I, I I'm just looking forward to just better, cleaner playing. He's he's at an all time low for uh, penalty yards. Uh, Sarkis, Tom, I think he had, I think Tom had several games in his tenure where the total penalty yards is more than Texas has this season. Um, I know in the big 12 championship against Oklahoma, I think was one of the highest penalty yard games. I think he had 130, 40, something like that penalty yards. I think we have about that much for the season right now. So I'm looking forward to just cleaner play, better play and just all around better game. So it's going to be a good one. All right. All right. Uh, let's rub through the rest of these real quick. Um, so we have Boise State at BYU. Boise. Yeah, interesting game. Give me BYU in that one and to uh, cover that two and a half. I like BYU at home. Yep, give me uh, BYU at home as well. Uh, Oregon State at Washington State. Um, Washington State for me. Yeah, that's such a, it's such a weird game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Nick Rolovich, I know the head coach is he's running up against his deadline for the vaxxed or not vaxxed and whatever you want to say about that. I have no idea what that means for his future or his career. I just think he's got to he's being forced to make a choice. So we'll see what happens there. Washington State's look like a mess to me. Oregon State's kind of rolling. I like the beeves. 
Yeah, I'm going to take uh, Oregon State too. They've been um, firing on all centers, c- cylinders on offense. So uh, give me Oregon State to to win this one. Yeah. Um, Arkansas at Ole Miss. That one's going to be a good one. Uh, give me Ole Miss for that one. Yeah, really interesting game, uh, particularly both coming off kind of humiliating losses after a lot of hype to start the year. Neither neither team looked good last Saturday. Um, I do like Ole Miss at home. I think they outscore this Arkansas offense. So give me the give me the Rebs down there in Avad Hemingway. Yeah, I think uh, offensively it's going to be too much. Um, give me Ole Miss to win. Give me them to cover. I, last I saw was six and a half, so I, I think they cover that. That's uh, what give I me got. Ole Miss. I got six and a half. Um, LSU, Kentucky. Kentucky has got this. They play <laughs> great uh, um, in Lexington, so Kentucky. Yeah, I like Kentucky too. LSU cannot run the football. They are looking uh, more confused by the moment. I think I think losing that game at home last week is going to take a little time to recover from. So give me Kentucky barring a second bluegrass miracle from uh, the Tigers. I think the Wildcats win it. Yep. Give me, uh, give me Stoops in Kentucky. How about Notre Dame, Virginia Tech? Notre Dame it for me. They're going to come off that Cincinnati loss uh, hot and ready. <laughs> like one of those Little Caesars pizzas. <laughs> I have not been impressed by Notre Dame uh, this year. I really haven't. Virginia Tech's been up and down. I don't know what to expect in this game. Uh, give me Virginia Tech at home. Notre Dame's favored by one. Give me uh, Va Tech in the outright upset at home. Yeah, I think I'm going to take Virginia Tech too. Um, Notre Dame, I think, is going to – I think the opposite. I don't think they're going to come out hot and ready. I think they're going to they're going to languish a little bit after uh, paying Cincinnati one point two million to <laughs> come into South Bend and yeah. beat them up a little. So yeah, that's got to um, Yeah, give me Virginia Tech. Okay. All right. Finally, we're going to wrap up with Wake Forest at Syracuse. The Demon Deacons have met uh, their maker. Syracuse has got this one. Oh, wow. Save the best game for last. I like that. Um, let's see. I Wake Forest is good. It, it always takes a minute to get used to that. They look kind of good. I, I don't know. I like Wake to cover a six and a half point spread. And um, I actually, I want to, I like a push on the over under. It's 57. I like 35, 22 Wake. Um, Wake Forest. Yeah. Like you said, uh, favored by six and a half. Um SP plus has this as a virtual toss up. I mean, basically a tie ball game. So um, I'm going to actually take Syracuse to win this one as well at home. Um, Little carrier dome magic. Is that where they play carrier dome? Yeah. Carrier dome. Yep. yep. Little carrier dome magic. There it is. (laughs) All right. What's the time for Kyle? Oh yeah. It is time for everyone's. Favorite time, Aggie Facts. <laughs> this is how I know what day it is in the week, by the way. This is how I know it's Thursday. <laughs> I wake up and I start seeing Aggie Facts. I go, yeah, it's Thursday. Cool. <laughs> okay, who wants to go first? I've got one, if y'all don't. I didn't know I needed to have one. Where's your book? I got to grab it. Okay, I'll go first. Go. Um, this one, uh, 
it, it it's a it's a little little out there that I did not even know existed until today. Uh, the last time that Texas A&M had back-to-back seasons with a winning record in conference play was 1999 and 2000. They went five and three both of those years. Wow. You would think that they would have two consecutive winning seasons in conference, at least since they joined the SEC. Uh-uh, not, not so fast. Not so fast. That is a wild number, man. 20 years without even just back-to-back, like yep. five and three seasons. Right. I mean, that's, that's crazy. I don't, I don't have a fact, but um, let me give a quick uh, – I, I, someone asked me about this the other day, and it, it always jumped out at me. I read a biography of Bear Bryant who coached at AM for five years and had some of their best teams ever. But one thing he said about him that just jumps out to me now, there's a clip going around right now of an, of an Aggie, it might be the 12th man. He's got a microphone. He's at Kyle Field, and he's yes. talking a bunch of smack about Mississippi State. Yes, that, that, is, that is a yell leader. Oh, that's they, a yell leader. They do that every game at midnight the night before. They all fill in the stadium and okay and dance and throw yeah. i don't know what they do but twirl and clap and there's definitely clapping and twirling is this and the, but they save they squeeze their nuts on game day right that's what that's saved for the game day to squeeze stop. eggs yeah <laughs> that that is a uh that is a respected uh 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 ritual that they do on game days it, it's yeah. safe for game days so yeah you don't you don't have to practice that that is like it's like going to church on on sunday i'm amazed at the only it's program very respected does. yeah i'm surprised that hasn't caught on elsewhere uh <laughs> so the, the great thing about bear bryant is uh when he when he left a&m he famously he had some commentary about it and he he liked it overall but he there were some interesting things about their alumni and how they acted about their program one of the things he said was it's tough. We never got a chance to sneak up on anyone because everyone over there brags too much before the game about how we're going to beat them. And I'm watching this kid call Mississippi State a dump and their football team uh, a flaming pile of trash before the game, giving Mississippi State whatever they might, an extra boost, whatever. Maybe they didn't even see it. But then AM goes over there and gets beat by Mississippi State, and they got to come home, and here's this kid strutting around talking about what a pile of crap Mississippi State is. Well, your football team just got beat by him, so what does that make you at this point? So it's interesting that that culture is held for the last 70 years, apparently. Well, th- they now have a losing record to Mississippi State, which I love because uh, like two years ago they had a, a, a winning record against like half the SEC it's falling. Um, they're going to lose – if they lose to Auburn and one other – Ole Miss maybe, one of those – or two of those teams, they're going to lose their winning record against them as well this year. So <laughs> they're going to have like – they're going to have winning records against like South Carolina and Arkansas uh, in a couple of years. So it's going to be great. Maybe they should do those yells after the game, <laughs> depending on what happened. <laughs> you got anything, Blink? Uh, so, you know, I like uh, lists of pe- things people do better than Texas A&M, right? Of course, yes. So we're, we're five weeks into the season, and I'm just going to rattle off some, you know, some big power f- football schools that have scored more points than Texas A&M has this season. Okay. Okay? We're talking about Purdue. We're talking about UAB. We're talking about UTEP. 
Florida International, Georgia Tech, Arkansas, Louisiana Lafayette, Georgia Southern, Illinois, Miami of Ohio. (laughs) Got him. Oh man, that's you know that's good company. Like, man, yeah, I mean they're that's hanging in there with some you know some powers. Well, that's why you pay a guy, an offensive guru, ninety million dollars to come coach your football team, right? You get, you oh, get yeah, yeah. Uh, offensive wizard guru, but ju- I've seen it all. He 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 does it all. He does it all. Except score points. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, everyone, go follow Mark. Uh, you can find him at Fifth Down College Football. He has uh, a great website and like newsletter that goes out about his travels, his book, all that sorts of stuff. And check him out every week. He's going to a different game every week uh, this season. All great games. Uh, he posts about it. Uh, so, yeah. So, yeah. So, go, go give him a follow. And... Um, Good luck to everyone on Saturday. I will be watching the game. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, guys. You guys are legends. It was uh, it was my pleasure to be on this podcast, so I uh, appreciate you having me on. It was a lot of fun. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks so much. Yeah. See y'all. See ya. See you guys. Stats are for losers. <laughs>